Welcome to Truth Talk. This is your host, Larry Bryant, and the truth is out there. You know, the, the kicker is we have to be willing to seek the truth, you know, and and open our eyes to the truth. You know, the uh, more times than not, the, the truth is right there staring us in the face, and it's uh, plain to see, but uh, uh, sometimes we don't want to see the, see the truth. But, um, uh, you know, we're continuing on uh, this week. We, we started last week talking uh, about Joseph. And uh, we're in, uh, in Genesis, and, and last week we started in chapter 37, um, where Joseph has a uh, dream. And we talked a little bit about uh, uh, family dynamics. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we all have uh, – some some crazy situations sometimes in in, in our families. Um, hopefully, none as severe uh, as uh, as what Joseph had to go through. Uh, but um, you know the you know it's it's life. You know it's life, and it's uh, different personalities. And uh, but we can learn a lot about how. Even though there were some difficult family situations, you know, they did come through it uh, and why they came through it and um, maybe why some of these uh, uh, circumstances occurred. Um, so, so yeah, last week we was talking about those dynamics and, and we'll, we'll kind of continue on with that. But just to refresh, you know, uh, Joseph is a young man, 17 years old, has a dream, um, and tells his, uh, you know, he's excited and tells his brothers about the dream. And um, his brothers are already kind of mad at him because uh, he uh, uh, told his dad that, you know, uh, that, you know, they've been messing around doing something <laughs> before and they're already kind of mad at him. And so now he, he has this dream that uh, uh, that they're all going to be bowing down to him. And um, let's see. Yeah, you're you're our baby brother. You know who are you? You know, and all this and that. And so the uh, you know hatred starts uh, building up. Uh, you know, we are all um, yeah. All of us have emotions. Okay, and emotions can be good, but many times they can be very bad, and they uh, they can be destructive if we don't harness them, and you know if we don't control those uh, uh, those emotions. Uh, Joseph had a second dream, and uh, where the the sun and the moon and the star eleven stars are bowing down to him, and of course that represented his dad and his mom and and uh, his his eleven brothers. Uh, you know, once again, you know they're getting mad at him, they're rebuking him. You know, and even even his dad says rebukes him a little bit here you know for uh, uh saying you know here he's the the baby and uh um uh, you know and, and you know mom and dad is supposed to bow down to you so he but he, but jacob is smart you know he's he's been around god long enough and it did say that he uh you know he pondered those things he kept those things in his mind so he did kind of rebuke joseph but he didn't think about it and then he, uh, you know, the, the brothers uh, went out and took the, the flocks and stuff out to graze. And uh, so uh, Jacob sends Joseph after him. And, um, you know, and he, he looks for him there. And he, 
they moved over to Dothan, and so he heads down there, and, you know, they, they see him coming from afar off. You know, Dad had given him that coat of many colors and stuff, and so they see him riding up. And, um, you know, that hatred just spews out, and, oh, yeah, look, there's that dreamer that's coming. You know, and so they plotted to, to kill him. Uh, luckily, one of his brothers said, no, no, let's don't do that. You know, that's, let's don't get a brother's blood on our hands. And so they beat him up and threw him down in a, in a pit, a dry well. And Reuben was going to sneak him out, out a little later. That was his intention. But... Um, you know, later they saw this caravan, and they sold him to uh, um, to this caravan, the Ishmaelites, and they took him down to uh, Egypt and sold him to uh, Potiphar. And you know, Potiphar was the um, the captain of uh, the guard for the Pharaoh, so a guy of high importance. And over in chapter thirty nine, it, it talks about uh, Potiphar here, and uh, you know, Potiphar is a smart guy, and he sees that, uh, you know, Joseph is a hard worker and that the Lord is blessing Joseph, and uh, Joseph is very successful, and so he puts him over everything, uh, over his whole house. Uh, you know, he's running his, his whole house. He's prospering. Um, but, uh, you, know, uh, you know, some of those uh, – <laughs> crazy things going on again you know the potiphar's wife uh, you know lust after joseph and wants him to uh, you know sleep with her uh but joseph is a although he's a young man you know, you know a lot of young men might succumb to that but joseph uh, you know knows a little bit about god you know and he's got god in in his heart and uh and, you know, he basically tells her, hey, you know, I, I can't do that. And, you know, your husband's been do, too, uh, too good to me, but, you know, I, I can't sin against God. So the main thing, yeah, I'll be doing wrong against your husband, but I'll be doing wrong against God if I do that. And, of course, she kept approaching him and kept approaching him and um, finally had it all uh, figured out and had everyone out of the house. And, <clears throat> you know, Joseph comes in there and, and uh, so she grabs him by the coat and says, well, come on, let's go to, go to bed. I'm sort of paraphrasing, but that's what she basically is doing. And uh, Joseph, um, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't play around with it. You know, uh, he doesn't uh, let himself be enticed with that. And, and it says he ran. You know, he ran away. And, um, you know, smart guy. But, uh, you know, that infuriated the wife. And so she starts hollering for all the servants and says, you know, look, look, you know, uh, that, that Hebrew, you know, that old Hebrew guy that uh, that my husband brought in here. Look what he's tried to do to me. And because uh, she's mad at Joseph and she uh, tells her husband that. So uh, Potiphar, being the captain of the guard, has him thrown in Pharaoh's prison and uh uh, so, so it looks like you know things are going from bad to worse, and you know sometimes when when things aren't going right, you know when we are especially when when we are doing the right thing, 
when we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, but it, then it looks like we get kicked right in the face and we get knocked down and, uh, you know, the, the rug gets pulled out from under us. Maybe we lose a job or, or whatever. Um, you know, sometimes some people are tempted to question God. You know, Joseph didn't do that, and, and we shouldn't either. And we'll get into why for, why we shouldn't do that in, in just a minute. But, you know, Joseph stayed true to God. And, you know, when, when you know, sometimes people want to say, well, you know, we're, you're, they're God forsaken, <laughs> you know, or God has forsaken me or God has forsaken them. Well, no, God's right there with them all the time. God was right there. Uh, you know, in the pit with Joseph, and now that he's thrown down into prison, God's right there in prison with him too. And so it's our reaction to things. You know, it's not it's not that God has forsaken us. God will, is still with us, and God wants to lift us up out of that miry muck, but it's the way that we uh, react to that. And I've seen this, and I've, I've I've had people ask me, you know, well, why, you know, if there's a merciful God, why why did He let this happen, or why did He let that happen? <laughs> well, you're you're looking, uh, you're asking the wrong question, you know, uh, and, and yeah. You know, well, first of all, there, there's a couple of levels uh, on this. <laughs> you know, there, there is the enemy, okay. And the Bible tells us that our enemy, you know, the devil, he comes to seek, to kill, and destroy. So the devil is out to to wreck us all. You know, he wants us uh, 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 to to destroy each and every one of us, especially, now get this, especially if you're walking the walk you're supposed to walk, Okay. Uh, if if you're already messed up, then the devil don't have to do a whole lot to you. But if you're if you're on that straight and narrow path, um, then the devil might come at you a whole lot more. Now we do have protection, and so you say, "Well, wait, I thought God's going to protect me." But look, oh woe is me! Look what happened to me. Well, <laughs> um, you know, sometimes, and there's a lot of things here. Sometimes it's because we did, we messed up, and so we have to suffer a little bit of consequences. Uh, but God's still with us. But we can see here, Joe, Joseph didn't mess up. He still loves God. He's doing the right thing. Uh, but it looks like, you know, that that things are falling apart. And so he's cast down here into the prison. But what happens to him when he's down in prison? Oh, God still blesses him. The warden there, uh, you know, uh, quickly recognizes uh, Joseph's abilities and, uh, you know, gives him charge over this and that. And pretty soon, uh, Joseph is sort of like the assistant warden. He's running the whole show. <laughs> you know, uh, he's doing everything uh, here in the prison. And so once again, God is elevating, you know, if you stay true to God, you know, God's, God's true to you. The key is, are we going to stay true to God? And we see here that um, there was a, a couple guys thrown into prison. You know, Pharaoh had a, had a baker and his butler 
thrown into prison. And so they're down here, and uh, uh, you know they're they're having some dreams, and they're uh, being perplexed about their dreams. And Joseph uh, uh, basically tells them that uh, uh, that the interpretation of dreams is from God, and so uh, tell him the dream, and you know God will interpret it. You know God will give uh, Joseph that interpretation, and he can can tell him. So the butler, you know, he tells uh, his dream, and he said that he dreamed that there was this vine that was growing, and uh, it uh, you know, branched out three branches, and it budded, and you know, all the, these uh, uh, fruit there, you know, the grapes are, are ripe and, uh, upon it. And so uh, uh, the butler takes uh, his hands, and he squeezes the grapes uh, into Pharaoh's cup. And then he places that cup into Pharaoh's hand. Well, Joseph said, "Well, that's that's not a bad dream. Yeah, let me let me tell you about it. those three branches are three days. So you're going to be down here in prison for for three days. Uh, but uh, but then uh, Pharaoh's going to bring you up, and he's going to restore you, and you're going to be serving uh, Pharaoh once again." And so the old uh, baker, you know, he uh, he hears that, and he says, "Well." That's not not a bad interpretation to that dream. Well, let me tell you my dream. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, the baker uh, gives his his dream, um, and we see that um, uh, he he dreams that uh, uh, that he has these three baskets uh, on his head, and there are uh, and the top basket is uh, filled with uh, baked goods, and. And the birds keep coming in and, and eating it up, and uh, uh, these, these are for Pharaoh, and, and uh, you know the, the baker can't keep them out uh, from eating uh, the stuff out, out of the basket. So Joseph gave the interpretation of that. He said, well, you know, like the three vines, your three baskets are three days. And in three days, you know, Pharaoh is going to bring you up, and he's going to uh, says lift off your head from you and hang you on a tree, and the birds will eat your flesh from you. Yeah, so yeah, in three days Pharaoh's going to bring you up. Yeah, he's going to hang you up there, and uh, the birds are just going to uh, be eating on your flesh and stuff. Um, so not a uh, not a good dream or interpretation. And come to pass, three days, and both things happen. Uh, the uh, uh, the butler is uh, restored there with Pharaoh, and the the baker is uh, is killed. And and Joseph uh, mentioned to the baker uh, to the butler said, "Hey, you know, you know, once you get back in uh, with Pharaoh, remember me because uh, you know I haven't done anything wrong and been placed down here in prison." Uh, but like most of us, you know, when we uh, uh, we are blessed and, we, and things have uh, gone good for us, we kind of forget sometimes. And so for a moment, uh, for a, uh, actually a couple years, uh, the butler will kind of forget about Joseph. So uh, we'll pause there for just a moment and then we'll be uh, right back. Mm-hmm. 
We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world. Welcome back. And uh, you know we're talking about Joseph here and you know, Joseph had uh, been beat up by his brothers, thrown in a well, sold into slavery, uh, then put in prison. Um, but now we see he's going to be brought out of prison. You know, Pharaoh ha- has a dream, and nobody in, uh, in Egypt can interpret this dream. And so now the butler remembers, hey, Pharaoh, you know, you know when you're mad at me and you threw me down in prison, had that, a dream and... Uh, there's a guy down there that interpreted it, and and it was true, you know. And I was brought back out of prison, and so Pharaoh sends for him and tells him his dream. And uh, basically, he has two dreams, but they're both the same dream. Um, he dreams that uh, he's at a river, and there's these seven cows uh, that come up out of the river, and they're all fat and plump, and you know, good-looking cows and stuff. But then there's seven uh, real scrawny, ugly cows that come up, and they eat up everything and eat the cows. And then there's uh, uh, you know some uh, some grain that sprang up with seven heads on it, and then grain that uh, uh, you know real plump and stuff. And then se- uh, seven some grain with seven heads that are scrawny, and they devour the the plump ones. And so. You know, Joseph uh, tells him, hey, you know, there's going to be seven uh, years of of uh, plenty and then seven years of uh, famine, and you need to get somebody here to kind of store up during the years of plenty. And so uh, Pharaoh puts Joseph in charge of this. So Pharaoh, uh, Joseph goes from the little brother being beat up, you know, thrown in, in the pit, sold into slavery, thrown into prison, and now he's second in command of, of you know, the superpower of the world at this time, Egypt, you know, a very prosperous nation and going to get real, real prosperous during this time. And so, you know, he's the, the assistant pharaoh or like the vice pharaoh. Um, you know, he's over everything, and the pharaoh said, whatever he says, you do it. You know, uh, that pharaoh is the only one that's over him. And so, you know, Egypt is being blessed, and they're uh, keeping back a fifth of the grain every year uh, to store up to sell. Well, the famine hits, and the famine's not just there in Egypt, but it's over in Canaan where, you know, uh, Joseph's family is and, and elsewhere. And uh, so, uh, you know, people start running out of food, and so Jacob sends his brothers down here to to buy some food. And so when they uh, come in, you know, Joseph's over that, and Joseph sees them, and he recognizes his brother, uh, his brothers. But 
the brothers don't really recognize him because he's cleaned up and he's older and you know he uh, he's got all this uh, uh, Egyptian dress and you know garb on. Even the Egyptian men would wear like a mascara thing around their eyes. Um, you know, like football players put black under their eyes, cuts down the glare and stuff, the bright sunshine. And so I'm sure he looked a little bit different from what, you know, they're used to, uh, they remember him, and, you know, they wouldn't expect him to be there. Uh, Joseph is uh, smart. Uh, he, even though he can speak Hebrew, you know, he uh, speaks through an interpreter. He's learned Egyptian by this time, and he speaks through an interpreter, and the interpreter speaks to them, and, you know, he uh, asks them all about the family and where they come from and uh, and everything, and, you know, they're, they're about their dad and their other brothers, and, and um, you know, he accuses of them being a spy. But that accusing them of being a spy is just a, Oh, bringing his other brother, Benjamin, down there so he can see him. Um, you know, and so, you know, make the long story shorter, it, uh, uh, you know, they do give him the grain. And uh, Joseph puts the money that they bought the grain back in their sacks. And they go back uh, back home. And, you know, they uh, they had to leave a brother and stuff, but they, they're supposed to bring Benjamin back. Uh, to prove that they're not spies, and so they get up there and they found their money and oh, oh my, you know what can we do now? Um, you know, and so Jacob doesn't want to send uh, Benjamin down because he's already lost Joseph and you know he can't stand it to lose uh, Benjamin. So they wait a while, but uh, you know they run out of food again, so they have to go down. And so once again, uh, you know they they come down there and. Um, this time, uh, Joseph has them uh, come over to his house, and you know he has a meal with them and stuff, and talks more uh, about them. And um, you know he saw his brother Benjamin, and uh, you know he has to go around the corner and, and cry because he's uh, you know he's, he sees his family. And, <laughs> and one of the things you know when they first came in, you know they thought that. Uh, Oh, you know, we, we've got all this money, and you know, and so they might think we, uh, you know, stole it and stuff. And so they're bringing gifts to Joseph, and all of them are bowing down, prostrating themselves. Oh, is that uh, that's Joseph's dream, isn't it? That all of them are bowing down to him, and in, and it comes to pass. They are. Um, yeah, and Joseph sends a uh, uh, sends them off again, and. Puts the money in their sack again, but this time he takes a, a cup from his house and puts in Benjamin's um, bag. So they they take off again, and after they've uh, gone for a little while, you know he uh, uh, tells his uh, servants there, "Hey, uh, go catch him and uh, you know follow him and uh, say tell him, you know, why have you paid evil for good? You know, we've been good to you. Why why have you been so evil to steal, you know, Joseph's cup and stuff? And, of course, they, uh, they deny that they have done such a thing and said, uh, you know, uh, if, you know, enslave us all if, uh, if we've done it or go ahead and kill, kill the one that's, uh, that's done this. Uh, so they start go- going through there and, Lo and behold, the cup is in Benjamin's sack, and so they're all brought back again. Um, and so, 
at this time, we'll see that uh, you know uh, Judah is interceding for uh, for Benjamin, and you know he, they want Benjamin to stay there until he's uh, uh, to bring Dad back and stuff. Uh, they're interceding, but uh, we see that finally, uh, finally Joseph uh, reveals himself to his brothers. Hey, it's me. <laughs> It's your brother Joe, you know the guy you threw in the in the pit, the guy that uh, you know that that you sold into slavery. Uh, and so, uh oh, you know what's the brother thinking? Oh my, you know he's going to get us now. Um, you know, so they're they're a little bit frightened. But there, there's a key verse uh, here in chapter forty-five that uh, is is talking about it, and here it said that. Uh, yeah, here he says, uh, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. <laughs> but verse 5 says, But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me uh, for, for <laughs> because you sold me here. For God set me before you to preserve life. <laughs> yeah, God sent me here. To preserve life so joseph is smart enough you know especially at this point to realize hey i've gone through all this mess so i can save my family you know uh if i hadn't been sold to slavery if i hadn't come down here to egypt if i hadn't interpreted those dreams um you know i wouldn't be second in command of all of egypt we'd all be up there in canaan and we'd all be starving to death and so, uh, uh, so sometimes, <laughs> now think about this a little bit. Sometimes we go through things, you know, God will allow us to go through things. You know, it, it's just like the old devil. The old devil thought he had Jesus, uh, you know, he'd won the battle when Jesus is being crucified. <laughs> you know, he didn't know. So the devil is, is, will do things and bring bad things about maybe, but he really can't do that unless the Lord allows it, and the Lord will use that. You know, the Bible tells us several places, you know, God will take the bad and make something good out of it, and so sometimes God allows things to happen so that so that we can be strengthened, so that we can be uh, so that we can grow, so that we can mature, uh, so that we can become more than what we already are so that we can accomplish something in the future. You know, God sees, you know, from the beginning to the end. <laughs> you know, God knows uh, the path that he has set before us. And, but we, you know, we're walking around uh, a little bit in the blind. You know, we've got the light that's shining on our path, you know, that next step. Um, you know, maybe we can't see way out there, you know, 20 years from now. Or ten years from now, but take the step that you're in right now. You know, uh, remain faithful um, because you don't know. You don't know what God is doing. You know, God may be doing something. You know, so that you can be. You're going through that hard time right now, so that you can be more successful in a couple of years. And that maybe you then can handle uh, a job or something that God is, is going to place you in. You know, sometimes you got to go through, you got to get your feet wet, so to speak. 
You know, you got to go through some adversity to be able to to walk the walk that God wants you to walk a little bit later. You know, if you uh, if you take someone that's inexperienced and you throw them in, um, you know, over their head, then naturally it's going to be very difficult for them uh, to be successful. So if you go through some hardships then you're learning from those hardships and it's a it's really it's not that pit it's a stepping stone it's a stepping stone that you can step higher and higher and higher it may look like that you're stepping lower and lower and lower but God's not going to leave you down there you know it's that pathway so that then you can start rising up to that position that God wants you to be in and just like in this verse, God sent me before you to preserve life. Maybe God is positioning you so you can have an influence on your family, you know, so so that maybe you can bless your family. You can have that job so that you can, you know, God can provide for you through that job that he's preparing for you, and he's getting you ready so that you, you can be successful at that job. Um. You know, sometimes we we sell God way, way too short. God is doing a marvelous work within our life, even when we don't see it. And even when we think things are falling completely apart and there's no hope, then that's when the, the hope is really there. That's when it's the most present. We just have to walk it out. Yeah, we have to stay faithful uh, to God. And so... Um, don't be discouraged, you know, when it looks like the enemy's coming against you. You know, the enemy may be coming against you, but God is right there with you, and God will fight those battles for you, and God will lift you back up. You just need to remain faithful. You know, you just need to be able to continue to trust in God. Till next time, this is Larry Bryant with Truth Talk. We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world.